You're listening to Childeric. Hey guys, what's up? So we start today. We start the podcast today. Apparently, the Obama campaign harvested data from 100 million more Facebook users than Cambridge Analytica. Facebook had announced in uh, early April that the data of up to 87 million users may have been improperly shared with a political consulting firm connected to Donald Trump during the 2016 campaign. Well, of course, everyone in the media is just stunned. We're stunned. Facebook has caused so many problems. In 2012, apparently, uh, the Obama campaign harvested data from 100 million Facebook users. Of course, then the media cheered and was like, oh, that's brilliant. Brilliant. We, we know who's who, what's what. We have all the information. We're going to win. We're going to win. It's going to be us and no one else. Which was their goal. That was their goal the entire time. Which is so... And it is just so idiotic. Liberals are just, they're weird. I don't like them. I don't like what they're about. So there's also this um, story from Wired. Pentagon kills LifeLog project. Apparently LifeLog was some type of Facebook-like um, project that the um, Defense Department was researching. And the very same day that... Facebook is founded, February 4th, 2004, is the very same day the Pentagon kills their LifeLog project. <laughs> and it was essentially the same thing as Facebook. <laughs> and I don't doubt that only the names were changed. <laughs> only the names changed. The purpose remained the same. So some people are saying that that's how Obama got all, the, got all his fraudulent votes for 2012. Now, I've already said before in previous podcasts that there was definitely some tomfoolery going on in the 2012 presidential election. Uh, not that Mitt Romney was such a great candidate because he, he wasn't. But my point is, is that Obama, just the day before the 2012 election, okay, the day before people go to the polls to vote, Obama actually said, now it's uh, going to look like we're not winning at first. But then as the voting continues throughout the day, we, we will uh, we'll definitely win. And the, the, that was, those, that's not a direct quote. But the words that he used are extremely important because um, – the phrase that he used in that sentence sounds like somebody who is familiar with the algorithm used to cast the votes inside the machine. And it sounds like the person, this is what you hear when the person, you know, says it in your ear, whispers it to you, or, or tells you over the phone, okay, now this is how it's going to work. It's going to look like at first that you're not winning, but then all the votes will start coming in. So the reason why I say it was an algorithm is because you can't predict the order in which individuals enter the voting booth and, and you can't predict who they're going to vote for. Okay, let's say you've got a 50-50 chance of them voting for you at that point. 
So essentially what Obama was saying was, was at first, we're going to tally a bunch of votes for Mitt Romney. Those are going to come in first and throughout the day, then we'll start gaining momentum. Okay. So that's a description of an algorithm. And that's a description of one of two things. Either you are describing and predicting how that 50-50 chance will, uh, will be entered when, it, when the buttons are pressed, it's going to be that 50-50 chance is going to go a certain way for a while. But then a after a certain amount of time, this algorithm is going to kick in and then the votes will start flipping the other way. Or the second choice that, you're, that Obama appears to be uh, predicting in this sentence that he, the statement that he had released, he's either describing how the votes will come in, which is impossible to do, or he's describing how the votes will be uh, tallied. Like, at, f at first, while they're counting the votes, it'll look like he's losing, but then his votes will start, you know, really coming in later on in the day. So there's a time factor involved in this algorithm such that either the votes are flipped at the, at the point at which the person pushes the button for their candidate, or the votes are flipped when they're tallied, according to this algorithm, okay? So either way, this is, this is foreknowledge of an illegal thing that's going to take place. You're, you're, it's not possible to predict it. So, so the problem that I have with it is that Obama accurately predicts it. And the very next day when the votes came in, that's exactly what happened. You see what I'm getting at? There's no other way for him to have known that unless there was manipulation of the voting machines. Couple that with... Uh, districts where there, um, certain districts were up in the air and you saw them vote, uh, bussing in voters into certain districts to make up for, um, some deficiency. Okay. Either they were machines they couldn't get to, uh, machines that weren't part of the algorithm. Uh, but these are all, uh, battleground electoral votes that they need in battleground states. So but the very minute that the words came out of his mouth the day before the election in 2012, I immediately got red flags. I'm like, wait a minute, you can't predict that. And so the very next day when he won, and it was exactly how he had described it, I thought, yeah, that's not legitimate. That's not legitimate. So couple that with uh, the release of this information that he has all kinds of data on people, okay? What, what would that allow you to do? I mean, besides know more than you should about individuals, uh, more than you should, uh, the information that's, uh, that isn't not available to the government, especially like through the IRS or, or other agencies. Uh, but something that opens you up to uh, certain things like, for example, uh, dead people voting. Uh, the ability to couple all of the people who had recently passed away, even within days, and get them to cast a ballot. So, shady... The guy's shady, for sure. And 2012 and his, uh, at least his second term is very, very shady. And there was some other stuff that happened too. Uh, Uncle Touchy, Joe Biden, he, uh, in, when Obama got elected in his first term, uh, Joe Biden came out and said, now look, it's uh, gonna look like a oil crisis, but uh, don't worry about it. Don't, don't, don't worry. It's gonna be fine. We're, we're, we're in control of it. That's essentially what he was saying. And so then they whisk him away. They're like, oh, God. Uncle Touchy, he's, he's saying too much. 
as often he does. Who's not saying too much? Get, get, oh, get out of there. Get Biden out of there. So they whisk him away. He said that thing. Okay, so you go back and you think about this and you go, well, the guy's not entirely bright, okay? He's not an entirely bright individual, so they go, they go in and they tell him, okay, Joe, now listen, we're going to, it's going to look like an oil crisis. We're gonna, this is what the plan is. The plan is we're going to go in and manipulate this and we're going to rearrange some things for our advantage, you see? So they tell him this in his ear right before he goes out there. And, and that's, <laughs> what does he do? He just repeats the same thing in front of everybody. And so they're like, oh, that, that Joe, that, you weren't supposed to say anything about that. Get him off the stage. Get him out of here. You were not supposed to say that. Everybody knows. They all know. So the Inspector General's uh, report on the firing of Andrew McCabe is out. Scathing report. Highly anticipated Inspector General report. It's headed to Congress Friday afternoon, according to the sources. Release of Horace's report on McCabe was reported to be imminent. Aha! <laughs> Inspector General criticizing McCabe for lack of candor. Regarding his disclosure of Wall Street Journal, two Wall Street Journal uh, reporters before the 2016 election, McCabe lied at least three times under oath, and he lied to the Inspector General, and he lied to James Comey. You're gone. Get him out of there. Get him. You're gone. You're no good to anyone anymore. Ooh. What would happen if a private citizen lied to the FBI? Felony obstruction charges. And these people are like, those rules don't apply to me, right? Right? Yeah, they kind of do. They kind of do. It's, uh, I think the term bombshell gets thrown around quite a bit, but I'm getting kind of tired of that as a term because it's like, well, there's not going to be much of the, the political world left if we have any more bombshells. But we knew this was coming. We knew all of this, these um, shocking facts were coming. We knew it. <laughs> Comey, Comey book mania. Comey book mania. This guy, what a leaker. And what a, what a leaker. I, Hillary did not send or receive Classified information. It was classified at that time. Yes, she did. Everyone knows it. Like, nobody disputes that. She did. Well, there's no way to prove it because she smashed the servers. She, she smashed the phones. Destroyed. That's uh, also a crime. That's another charge, actually. <laughs> so, I guess Teen Vogue is now promoting communism. And... Yeah. That's rock it all. You want to learn about governments. You want to learn about politics. You want to learn about how the world should be. Read it all right here. In Teen Vogue. Comey hints at damaging information on Loretta Lynch. Still unknown to the American public. There's something you don't know about Loretta Lynch. Look, you guys. All these people were on the take. Okay? They're all crooked. They were all doing something, then they got caught. The, the, the worst part about it is, is that liberals, the common average person, man on the street, is still, what's Trump's fault? You 
you. Ha <laughs> ha. You don't tell me. It's Trump. Yeah. If you're, if you mean that it's Trump's fault that you got caught in this scheme of yours, y'all got caught scheming to do something that the Constitution doesn't allow you to do, that the law doesn't allow you to do, that the people, if they knew about it, wouldn't allow you to do, you're caught. You got caught. Own up to it, at least. You know, have some decency as a person, as a man. Or in Loretta Lynch's case, as a man. <laughs> Gateway Pundit has a, a report. Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, ready to be fired by President Donald Trump. I don't think he has to be uh, fired by Trump. Uh, he's effectively recused, uh, especially in the aspect of this raid, the FBI raid on Trump's attorney. You can't be you can't be the prosecutor and a witness. Just saying. So Comey's book, whatever, is like the big story of the day. It's the big story. Joe DeGenova, Genova, uh, dirty cop, James Comey was compromised from the beginning of Hillary probe, Hillary email probe. It's true. We know that. We know that. These people, <laughs> they tried. They tried so hard and got so far, but in the end, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> A little Lincoln Park for you. So yeah, so Obama and his uh, whole scheme of harvesting data, more, they want to direct this scandal directly at Trump. Oh, 87 million. Well, Obama did 100 million more, okay? And, and I remember back uh, in the days when Obama was... Um, his political gaining in his political capital uh, as a senator, and he was running for president, and they were, and the Democrats were like, "No, no, this is listen. He's got a good plan. He's he's a genius. He's a genius. He's a genius. Let's let's follow this guy. Let's follow him. Follow it through. Everybody do what you're supposed to do. If everybody plays their part, we all make it. Make it to what? Okay. You get two terms, maybe." If you get elected, you can have a term. And if you, get, if you do well in that term, you get reelected. But this idea that you're going to be president for life, it isn't going to happen. I hate to break it to you, but people got sick of you after the first couple of days that you were president, which is really sad because Barack Obama had like this, he had a, a great moment that he spoiled and he doesn't even know what kind of moment he had. You see, before Barack Obama, the world was moving away from racism, okay? It's not on people's radar. It wasn't. Everyone was getting along. Well, not everyone. But my point is, is that people weren't out there, weren't openly accusing other people of being racist. As soon as this guy runs for president, it's like, if you don't, if you don't like the president, if you don't like Barack Obama, you're a racist. Racist. So it became the, the word that everyone uh, on the left used to silence, to silence the opposition. It's dastardly. It's dastardly. There's no question about that. But, but not just in its function or in its implementation, it's dastardly that people were infected with this disease, this mental disease of liberalism, that they, oh, we're going to bully you with this. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Like, people just kind of put up with you for a while, but then they're just like, 
Yeah, yeah, I'm listening, listening. Okay, now you lost me. I'm gone. So people just tuned out. They tuned out and they're like, wait a minute. You... So now come to find out that he was doing all these corrupt practices and all these people are getting caught and they're all in the higher ups and they're like, well, I, uh, I, hope you look, I hope you look good in orange because you're headed to Leavenworth. You're headed to Scow. You never should have thrown your lot in with those folks, those criminals. I feel sorry for the average Democrat. The average Democrat is more like Alan Dershowitz, okay? And I, I to be honest with you, when I think of Democrat uh, or the Democratic Party, I think of people more like Alan Dershowitz, more of his persuasion, more of his inclination, more of his proclivity, okay? Um, and he can say stuff. Uh, I don't mind listening to this guy, okay? And, and the reason is because he's practical. Uh, he's common sense. And I, he can have, an, uh, constructively, he's going to give me something that's not, you know, some made up thing. It's not some fake law based on uh, an unknown gender. <laughs> you know what I mean? Something weird like that. This guy's going to be like, no, there's a, he's more left middle, center left, center left, a little bit. He calls himself that, but I think that uh, since the last eight years that um, the parties have become extremely polarized, and that was mostly because of Obama and, and, in that, in that world of polarized politics, you have nothing but extremes. And that leaves everyone who's really more in the center or the center right, um, just kind of looking at both sides going, no, that's not really where it is. Okay, so everyone knows that the center, center right is who elects the presidents. Those are the, that's the majority. That's where the majority of Americans are. And with this polarized political environment that Barack Obama really threw gas on, uh, people find themselves being divided up even more so into smaller groups and categories. Now, on the extreme left, you end up with just a fringe. I mean, and we're talking like the 0.5% of the population that is, you know, just, they're strange. They're like, they're homosexuals. They, they you know, think that the way to greatness is killing babies, absolving yourselves of liabilities, making the state pay for everything. You know, they're, they're really not bright. They really don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're talking about but they're part of a cause, a part of a collective, part of a collective that's resistant to anyone in power, whoever it is, it doesn't matter who it is. But I mean, so like people in the, in the middle, they see stuff like that and they're like, I am not impressed with that. And the, the, the left's focus on this uh, subculture and putting that forward as a mainstream culture uh, has turned a lot of people off. So anyways, Alan Dershowitz is more, um, is more in line with what an actual Democrat should be because some of his ideas, and he, he's a smart individual, and some of his ideas I don't agree with, uh, but the fact that he's able to articulate it and, and, and combine it all into a palatable uh, form that I can then take in and digest and go, you know, that's, an, that's a valid point that he makes here and there. And like I said, I don't agree with everything that the guy says, but that is, that is what a Democrat should be, okay? And that's what the party system is, is about, is this guy's giving us his, his, the summation of his perspective, okay? And I don't reject that. I'm willing to listen to that. But as you go further left of Alan Dershowitz, I listen less. Like, and it drops off really quick because there are some wild ideas from some people that really don't have any business participating. I'm not saying bar them or anything like that, but they're not very bright people. They are dumb. And they have this disease that makes them susceptible to, well, it makes them create 
reasons for them to be there. It makes them uh, create. Uh, well, for example, their their whole entire platform is uh, import voters. You know, illegal immigrants keep them and make sure they can vote. So, like everything that they try that they're trying to do is something that is already um, illegal. Sanctuary cities. You've got abortion. You've got. I'm not saying abortion's illegal, but I'm saying that it's a detestable thing. If that's your rallying cry, you're you're not very bright at all. Uh, and I'm talking to females too, who are like, "Oh, it's my body." No, th that child is not your body. Okay, and you are denying that child a choice. But this is the this is what their party has become. It's become uh, a bunch of selfish people who just want to wait. I just want to do what I want to do. Well, that does that's not how it works. Okay, and if you want to go, if you want to do what you want to do. And you need to go and live your life some, and do something somewhere else because that's not what we're doing. We're a nation of laws and we're a nation of morals. And there are certain, uh, <laughs> the founding fathers really had it uh, correct. There are unalienable rights that are God-given that don't have anything to do with whether or not the government that you live under acknowledges it or not. Okay, these are rights that are not given by government. They are rights from God. By the, by the nature of the world which he created. And so you're, the, the boundaries, law is a description of all the boundaries in and among us. Does that make sense? I think it does. That's my own personal estimation of, of where, and so that's why you see, it's like a honeycomb, and that's why you see liberals having to make up other reasons, because the reasons for power and the reasons in, in government, they're known, they're quantified. That's what law is. Law is the reasons for which boundaries, how far they go, and the descriptions of um, living entities in relation to one another. That's what the law is trying to, is attempting to describe. So when you have a law that violates that boundary and presumes uh, that allow, you, you get, uh, in effect, a law that presumes upon everyone else something that isn't Law, that isn't a lawful interpretation and description of that of their boundaries. So you've so you've taken down other people's boundaries to to enforce your own, and it doesn't that doesn't work. That doesn't work at all, um, and it's criminal in most cases. Those things are criminal because look what we have here. We have dying children. We have um, importation of of people that have not legally entered the country, and. They push for them to vote, which is a usurpation of the rights of people who have uh, legitimately established themselves as a citizen of this country. And the funny thing about the importation of, of these illegal immigrants or just, uh, it's not, they're not migrants, they're just people that are just coming in, you know, without just, they're here illegally, okay? The argument typically is from liberals. <laughs> they have rights. They have rights. Well, yeah, they have whatever rights were afforded to them by the government that they lived under before they tried to enter this country. So if you deport them, if you just scoop them up and transport them back to that country, it cannot be viewed ever as a rights violation. can't be viewed as a rights violation because they, it is, it's not incumbent upon a nation to receive anyone who was unwilling to, who, who has left the rights afforded to them under another government that they were uh, 
rightfully citizens of, to illegally obtain rights that uh, are not afforded to them in another country. You can't presume upon another nation that, that the rights that they afford their people are the same rights that they should afford you when you have come in illegally. Now, if you come in legally, and this is the, this is the contention, if you come in legally, there should be a path for you to um, participate and receive or, or at least get into legally, legitimately, uh, those rights. You should be able to become a citizen, but you have to keep those separations because um, once you just allow people to um, come in illegally, then it's just a free-for-all. And these liberals under Obama and Hillary and all these people, this is what they want. This is what they want. They want the chaos. They want the free-for-all. It's hilarious because they think that they're the ones that are going to be the save saviors. They're going to save the day. Well, we're going to create this problem, and then we're going to solve it. That's all they do. That's all liberals do is create problems, and, and, then, they're, and, then, and then they stop creating the problems to solve the problem. Does that make sense? Okay. So, so I really don't have any respect for them. Uh, I lost it a long time ago, and I think it's funny when they waste so much time, we've got bots, we've got bots, we'll ban you, we'll ban you. Yeah. So what you're essentially saying is you will violate my rights to free speech, you violate my rights, uh, Second Amendment rights, you will violate uh, the, the rights of any individual um, by raiding their attorney's office for privileged information that's protected under attorney-client privilege. That's what you're saying, you're saying that you, these people are just wackos. They're like, it's beyond wacko. And if, if you think that these people are going to save you, they will shaft you. The minute they get a chance, you will be nothing to them. If you're following these people and that's your thing, well, I'm totally down with the cause. Yeah, you're going to go down with the cause. Because we're a nation of laws. That's the way it is. It's never been any other way. These people just think that they've got themselves convinced that it was, oh, no, no, it's, I can, we can do this. We can get it done. No. Prison. That's where you'll end up. Prison. And I hope you enjoy. Obama was half black, half white. Put him in stripes.